everybody. I'm your host, MNG, and I got some great stats for y'all today. But before I talk about the stats, I want to introduce Diedrich over here. He is a, can I say financial advisor? He is a financial advisor, and we brought him on the show today so we can talk about this financial game for the five. Now, as you may notice, my co-host is not here. You know, he has taken the day off. You know, he went on vacation. So I'm going to let him enjoy his vacation from where he's at. Because he got the sun, he got the beach, he got all that stuff happening while I'm sitting in the studio working. So we're going to make sure that next time we're going we gonna to get with him, right? All right. Amen. So did you go ahead and tell us about your background? Well, um, my background goes probably back as far as over 20 years. I've been dealing with uh, credit pretty much a long time. What I uh, started doing was I started a car sales like in 98. Okay. That was my first introduction into uh, credit, okay. and um, you know, I sold cars for probably about six years. Okay. And okay. so, you know, obviously, so you know, selling cars, my income was contingent on my credit worthy Exactly. new cars, and so that was kind of my first really brush with it, you know, and you know, so that was just pretty much that, and. Um, and from there, you know, I went into mortgages. Okay. You know, um, now that's a different ballgame, mortgages. Yeah, for sure. You know, but, you know, I've, I've always liked numbers. Okay. I'm, I'm good with numbers. I do a lot of stuff in my head, so I kind of just gravitated towards that. Okay. So, you know, I sold cars, like I said, I think for uh, eight years, got to mortgages. This was back before you had to have a, a license to do, to do mortgages. You didn't have oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I'm still a little young here. <laughs> You're telling me that there was a time where you did not need a license. Like, are you talking about like, um, like, like a mortgage broker or like a like, like a like a loan officer? Okay, you, know, you, could, you could do loans. You didn't have to have a license to do them. And I bet, the time. and I bet they were making bank back then too, right? Uh, yeah, they were, but you know, a lot of lot of fraudulent things ah. happened as well. Okay. So you know, okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't regulated. The way they want, the way that it is now. They were in the back hallway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, like I said, that is what it is. So, like I said, from the mortgages, you got to the real estate, but every, you know, I noticed was every, the one thing that everything had in common, every profession, which was the selling cars and the mortgages and the real estate was the credit. Right. You know, so, like I said, you know, kind of start putting that together and just seeing how that is like, the hinge that our economy swings on. So hopefully I could, you know, help give you guys some insight and you know some tips on how you could utilize that and you know increase your income and make your lifestyle a lot better. Well you know I definitely appreciate you appreciate you coming on to the show and having this conversation. I believe that is real essential for every father out there to be able to increase their income or their income potential. Regardless of the case, because it opens up doors, you know, it it makes new pathways that you may have not seen before, or you may have not had, had access to. You know, your wealth. Like I had so one time, I was looking at the stock market, and one of the things I wanted to do was I wanted to become an IPO investor. Right? Now, not realizing that become an IPO investor, you need to own wealth to become an IPO investor, and to even be in the room to purchase something before it even goes to market. 
Okay. So if we look at, let's just say we look at um, when Facebook had came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were investors that were that bought up Facebook prior to its drop. And then when the IPO was released, then everybody else was able to get into it. So to get in that first round of buys before the IPO drops and it started to scale all the way up, I wanted to be in that conversation. But you needed a certain level of wealth to even be to even be considered part of that conversation. And I always see emails from Fidelity like, yeah, you know, we have IPO dropping. But you need this level of wealth. I was like, I ain't got that level of wealth. <laughs> but just think about it, if you had that level of wealth, the, the door that's open to more wealth, you know, more opportunities to grow financially and everything. So I got some stats for you. Okay, I want to throw you away. Okay. So according to a Washington Post article, a study in the journal for family relations found that fathers who have trouble making ends meet or more likely to be depressed and one in five mm-hmm. have volatile relationships with their partners as a result. Now only one in five? Only one in five. <laughs> <laughs> I would think it would probably be more like four out of five. I, okay. So I have more. Okay, so both mothers and fathers with trouble making ends meet have more depressive uh, depressive sim- uh, symptoms but for 21% of fathers, uh, material hardship contributed to depressive symptoms, which then led to destructive conflict called verbal aggression, such as yelling, put downs, that can damage relationships. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? When you, what do you think when you hear those stats? Um, again, I would have thought it'd been higher. <laughs> um, because typically, you know, we talk about men. I don't know where those stats come from, but I mean, you know, we're talking about men, like in most men that I know, typically when their finances are not right, they're not right. 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 You understand? It's like this is just one and the same because our nature to provide, you know, that's what that's that's our role. And so, and like the point that we're not able to do that, then we're typically uneasy, we're typically real rocky, we typically real, you know, just you know, unsettled because we're not operating in our capacity. You're absolutely right. I have been in that. I have been in that pool mm-hmm. where realizing that. So let's just talk about the family, okay? And realizing that your income was going to be sufficient for your lifestyle at that point in time, mm-hmm. right? So we look at situations in pre-pandemic, right? We kind of understood that there's a level of affliction, right? We knew that we were in a recession. We knew that we had. Um, we had rebound periods, you know, and we had economic breakdowns. Okay, if we look at the housing market crash, if we look at um, bailing the big three out, if we look at um, bailing out the banks and everything, okay, you look at those type of, those type of economic events. So when you look at these economic events, you, you don't know how it affects you right away. Okay, and then when it does start to affect you, it's not affects you in the pockets. It's not affects you so far as your credibility, how you're able to get credit. So when the, when the housing market crashed, oh, we can no longer loan to certain people of a credit level. You had to have a certain credit level in order to secure loans. So they got they got real stringent on who they were going uh who they, who they were going to get loan to, especially when the banks fail. 
It really has strength. All right. So we get through the pandemic, and then you realize that okay, either you got laid off, fired, or you were in a job where inflation has grown seven percent, and you're still trying to keep up with that seven mm-hmm. percent, and you can't you can't keep up with it because unless you change jobs to a higher position, it's not worth the change. So when I so when I hear these stats that the financial situation creates well, the financial deterioration for men, it creates a depressive symptom. It creates situations where men are not in the the right mind frame. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, Especially if you got a tough responsibility. Yeah. You got children, you got a woman, you got desires, you got needs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got ego. Yeah, you can you, you can't fall. And I, and I think that on, on one end, when you know that you are you know, are the primary provider, well, if you are providing primary provider for your household, it's even worse because you don't have any additional income coming in, and you're trying to you know pay the kids' clothes or put them in certain certain activities they want to be in, but you can't do it, so you know you feel like you're letting them down, and it looks bad. Yeah, that's tough, man. You know, you have to be. And, and, and we can be. You just have to be smarter, you know, financially. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that we were, that we were uh, not taught, you know. Um, and it may even seem like common sense things, but you know, you was when you wasn't taught those things, then it's just not that you know that common sense. Like, you know, to give you an example, you know, you look at a stat. You know, only forty-four percent of of, of of blacks are homeless. Right. Right. So that means not even one out of every two black person that you see on the home. Right. Right. And it's not because of money. Right. Okay. Because you can get in the house today with no money down. You can buy a whole house. That's true. With no money down. That's true. Right. And so it's not because of money. You know, so at the end of the day, like I said, we, you know, we deal with, you know, a mentality, you know, um, because again, like, you know, if, if you know, and I said we have to be smart. Like we have to, we have to start looking at what makes sense financially, right? Right. Okay. So if I'm, you know, you know, we were taught to spend money, we were taught to spend money, but not grow money. Right. 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 So, you know, just for your living arrangements, if I'm paying fifteen hundred bucks a month, mm-hmm. right, I have to stay somewhere. Right. Right. But if I'm if I'm spending fifteen hundred dollars a month, right, that if I have to go out of my bank. Yeah, I have to I have to live somewhere. Yeah. But then the question is, what's the best use for the money? Mm. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And the best use for the money, if you look at it that way, you know, because you, you want to get a return on your money. Right. Anytime you put it out there, right. you want to get a return on it. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, you know, and if you're renting, right? Right. What do you get back when you rent? You stay somewhere. Right. That's great. But you don't get a return on your money monetarily. Right. You take that same fifteen hundred dollars and you buy a place, right? Mm-hmm. Then you get a return on your money in multiple ways. That, that's sure. Because one, that's true. you know, it's a great tax shelter. You can run off the taxes right off the you know, mortgage insurance and all the different things that come with the house. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get more money back in the returns. That's right. one way. Right. Right. 
It's going to appreciate the value. Right. It's another way. You know, again, I mean, you know, how beautiful is it to have you, your, your labor, you know what I'm saying? You're making, yeah. you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, and you got forty, fifty thousand dollars after being a property. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So again, that's another way you make money. And if you want to put somebody in the property, you know, you get the property out, you get to put the property out. But again, it's like that's just smart if you're gonna spend fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Again, you want to make sure that you're getting a return on your money, and like I said, it's putting you on the plus side of the paper, like we were talking about earlier. So when we look at that, how would and I, and I was kind of talking about this with um, some coworkers earlier, but it was kind of like on a different level. Speaking about being on the positive side, how important is it to know what your cash flow looks like? Like just being able to sit down and say, okay, this is what I got coming in. It's everything. You know, just to have a detailed picture. It's everything. Because I know some people try to do it in the inside of head. No, man. <laughs> and they're like, you know, I know what's coming in, it's coming out. You know, I got this coming in, I pay a deal. Boom, that's good. But nobody wants to sit down and, and work it out on paper to understand my cash flow coming in versus my cash flow coming out, especially when they're when they're coming and going at two different speeds. That's a great question, man. I mean, like I said, it's everything. It's everything. It's the first thing. It's the basic thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, you can't, you can't skip that part. No. If you don't know where your money is going, then you don't know where your money is going. Sure. No, you can't do all that in your head. You can't account for all of the fast food that you spent for the whole month. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Because you know you're doing your regular life and you're just doing what you're doing and you're eating because you're at that you're at work and it's lunchtime and you gotta eat. But I'm just saying you don't know that you spent three hundred dollars in fast food, four hundred bucks in fast food because they call it a small increment. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So 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 when you see that on paper, you're like man, I ain't spend that, but you ain't driving. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have a car or whatever. I mean, you can easily go get a car. Or have a car, no. And it's, and it's killing you. Food. Exactly. <laughs> On top of that, so yeah. I mean, that's another story. Look, if you didn't think food was expensive when you went to the grocery store, try going to the, just going to a fast food restaurant. You're going to spend now, you know, it used to be easy to just go to a fast food restaurant. You would spend six, seven, eight, maybe ten dollars on some food. Now, just to get, a little meal or just to get some gourmet food you're looking at 15 20 25 30 dollars walking out the door you spend that at mcdonald's and by the end by the end of the week even if you calculate it up by the end of the week if you spend 15 dollars a day for five days straight you won't you have way to 100 dollars. that's what i'm saying and so but you don't know that but when you see that because you don't Budget out your money, and you look and you can see this category that says fast food, and you're like, too ninety, yeah, you know. So again, it gives you different perspective, and it allows you to redirect that money, you know, which is what you want to do: redirect it to a better area, a better area that makes sense. Yeah. So, and and, and just to put that redirection in into concept, you know, you can redirect it towards finances. You can redirect it towards. Uh, Savings, 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 um, emergency fund, because because here's the mindset for me is is if I'm going out here and I'm spending money on fast food, I'm not I'm not taking that money and investing myself. I'm taking that money and I'm investing it to make somebody else bank account big. They Mm -hmm. making minds bigger, right? It's not it's it's essentially it's only giving me a temporary relief, Mm -hmm. whether it's food, whether it's drink, whether it's fun, Mm -hmm. whatever the case is. How 
is it is it that serious for me to just have it? Now, I'm not saying don't have fun. It's right. not what I'm saying. I'm saying have fun, but definitely do it within a financial means where you can still become, you know, you can still build your wealth. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, if, you, if you're not, if you're not budgeting, managing your money, where you can see it, mm-hmm. you know, then you're not serious about leveling up your income. So let me ask you this. How beneficial is it for a father to be financially stable in 2024? Yeah. And, I, and I, know the, I know the year just started, yeah. but we still have, what, uh, 10 months left, you know, to go ahead and and get your financial stability together. So that means you can put a plan together. It ain't got to be a New Year's resolution. It's just a financial plan for your future, is what we're talking about. Um, I guess I want to just think about how I want to answer that question. It's kind of broad, but yeah. you know, when you say how important is it for a father, yeah, you know, in 2024 to be financially yeah. stable. Um you know, right now, man, I'm gonna say this. I mean, it, it's 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 important for fathers to be financially stable. You know, today more than probably any time in the history. Yeah. You know, um, of our country, man, and I'm saying that is because, like, when you talk about a father, like, the role of a father, like, is to father. You know, what I'm saying he has children. You know, like I said, you know, whether it be a son or a daughter or whatever, and so. You know, when you talk about how important it is in 2024, I'm saying, you know, like the children today face and go through things and that we didn't have to, like, sure. back in our day, like, yeah. you know, we didn't have internet and we didn't have a lot of the things that they have. And, 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 and like I say, society has become a lot more loose than it was than when we were growing up. Yeah, that's true. So what I'm saying, in essence, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's real important for like, the children have identity, you know, and the fathers establish that. Yeah, if you understand what I'm saying. So again, like when you have fathers that are not financially stable, you know, it's going to affect his ability to be in that child's life. It's just sure. does, sure. you know, um, the you know the time, yeah, you know, thereby, you know, the quality, you know, again, because you know, it's, it's just like we were saying earlier, I mean, if, if a father's or a man's finances are not right, I mean, it's not much. True. You know, he, he, he can do, but think about how to make some money, you know. And so, like I said, if you got a kid, you know, typically, you know, if you have a, you know, for most children, they're going to probably stay with their mom in the earlier years or whatever. So, you know, you got a dad, and my children came in and it was like maybe nine or ten, mm-hmm. something like that or whatever. But I'm just saying, you know, if you have a dad, typically they're going to come through on the weekend or whatever the case is, and you know, the kids don't want to expect to do something. Yeah. You know, and it is. A lot of times you probably don't have the means to do that. Instead of really coming to get the kid and knowing that you know they really just they just want to be there regardless. Right. A lot of fathers just won't come, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? And so like I said, there's been times like where I as a father I'm just like, hey, man, I, I, I don't want to just sit in the house with him or whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just being real. So like I said, but that time is so needed. It's needed now more than ever. You know, yeah. so like I said, you know, if, if for fathers in 2024, like I say, like we have to be financially stable because again, like well, you know, it's not a time we can have them breaks in our children's lives like that. They need all of the influence that they can get, all the direction that they can get, you know, all of the yeah. guidance that they can get. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, going back to what you said, if we're looking back 
you know, way back when, 10, 20, 30 years ago, you know, during that time, you know, we would be outside. Yeah, it's, you know, it's different. We would, we would have those activities out there. We didn't have access to so much information, you know, and the only way we were going to get that information is when we went to the library. So now... So we, was, so we wasn't as influenced as they are. Exactly. So we wasn't as, as impressionable. The most thing, the most, uh, the, one of the things that is different from being announced as far as influence is you only have so many channels on TV. Exactly. Okay. So you had the news, you had a few TV shows. <laughs> I mean, I'm mean, I mean, being real. So TV went off. But TV, TV went off at 12 o'clock. Like, it wasn't up to stay. So... So so now you have so many so many like you didn't really have celebrity news back then. You didn't you didn't really see it unless it was like really big. You know, now it's it's just everywhere. That's why and, I said they need to ask more than ever, man, because there's so much competing for their attention. Yeah. To, to influence. You know, and that's the main thing. Like you so, you know, we didn't have to, you know, like fight against mainstream media and social media we have to fight against that i said that's that's and so like i said you know with, 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 with that just being out there man like i said man, these kids they mean they need the fathers back but they've always been yeah, fathers. yeah but i was saying it. today more than ever though yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. so and it's not real hard like i said man to be you know really you know financially stable when you can do some things you know you just have to be smart like i said man you have to you have to you have to know your money is going you have to have a budget you know set the square sheet you know um nothing elaborate you yeah know, just something that could just show where your money is going and i think you know when we look when we look at the economy um, just like if you look at the housing market everything was pretty much inflated you know at one point in time during the pandemic cars were inflated and when we look at those economic changes you know we definitely want to make sure that you know we're ahead of the curve and it's not always easy to be ahead of the curve, but if you sit down and you look at your budget, you look at, okay, how much were my groceries last month? Did I buy the same food versus how much groceries is this month? Maybe you want to learn some new recipes in order to try to cut some of the corners on buying less, buying less junk food and, and more plentiful food that's going to last a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to budget so much. You know I mean? Like I said, you know. It's only so much money, you know, but it's still important to budget. A lot of people think it's not necessary because it's like it, it just ain't enough. But it's still you need to know why it ain't enough. So and, uh, and it's still where it's going. That's one thing. Yeah. And then you gotta have you got to have your credit right. I'll I'll share a story. Um, you know, there was a time about ten years ago, you know, me and this young lady we were dating, we was we were living together and we were uh talking about getting married and everything, but so we decided, so we sat down and we actually did a, did a budget, you know, because we wanted to save for a wedding and everything. And I was working two jobs, put that money in there. She worked at her job, we put that money in there. Child costs, we put in there. Put a lot of things in there, right? And we still came up in the red. And it was more frustrating for her because it was coming up in the red than it was for me because I'm like, okay, well, I could put some more hours at my second job exactly. in order to get out that red. Exactly. Or I can see what I could do. And my job, maybe they offer some weekends. And that's what you want. You want perspective. Right. You see what I'm saying? You want to know who you are. So that way you can make adjustments. Yes. You know, it, you know, um, you know it, was, it was things where it was like, okay, well, you know, I'll pick the kids up on these days, you know, so it'll save you some gas. You know, just trying to make those little adjustments 
to get us out of the red. And I think that communicate that for relationship, that communication works. But even for more personally, it works, it works well too. Just to be able to, to see the big picture. I, I think a lot of people are afraid of the big picture. That's, that's it right there. That's yeah. that's what I think. I think a lot of people are afraid of the yeah. picture. But it, it doesn't change the fact that it needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, until you really do it, like I said, you're not really going to get a hold of your finances the way you want to get a hold of your finances, the way you need to get a hold of your finances. Because again, you want to be in touch with your finances. You want to know what's going on frequently. So, 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 I, was, so I was talking to a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, I was talking to a gentleman. We were we just at the interview. Uh, make sure you go ahead and check it out. It's an interview with Jamari. And we were talking about welfare. And I had asked him a serious question. I said, you know, um, so far as your, your kids' financial future, you know, what do you have in place? And, he, you know, he mentioned a few things, but what I noticed that I wasn't mentioned was like welfare, you know, looking at whole life insurance or looking at um, investing in the stock market or doing a managed stock portfolio. So you just contribute to it and it just grows. We wasn't really talking about, it really wasn't a conversation about building wealth for the next generation. It was more so, well, I got the girl, I got the girl life, I got the savings account, and I'm doing all of that. But he didn't have the other essential steps that some other cultures that may know that insider information. Well, not even insider information. I mean, because information is there. So yeah, I was about to say that's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm about to say. Well, it just boils down to like, well, you know, what is wealth? Okay. You understand what I'm saying? You're saying wealth building. And you know, you know, because wealth is, you know, when you're talking about passing down wealth from generation to generation, like, like what, what is the wealth? Right. The real wealth. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about wealth building, you know, like I say, you know, if you talk about investing in the stock market or uh you know, like some of the other things that you mentioned, it's not necessarily wealth building, obviously, because you know, you could make money, you even if you did make money, it wouldn't be wealth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, if you, you know, again, yeah, like you talk about wealth, um, generational wealth, you know, you can't lose that. Right. You understand what I'm saying? It goes from generation to generation to generation for a, re- a reason. So when you talk about like the, the real wealth, the, the, the wealth is the information. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? You talk about building wealth, like, well, what is wealth? Because the only way you're going to really have real wealth is like, we have to spend money with one That's true. I'm talking about so you talk about wealth like the, like the Jewish nation, you talk about wealth like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. the Asian nation, I'm saying, yeah, that, like that comes with again, that comes with spending money with one mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like when you talk about that, like that's the only way we're gonna have it. So if we if, if we're looking at so you're saying that the dynamic of wealth is knowledge. It is and and it is entwined in the culture. Altogether, yeah. Because if we knew, if we knew that, if we, I'm, I'm, I'm following you. I'm following you. I'm just saying, just because if we knew that, and it's just logical. You know, if we knew that we were more valuable together, right? And that we would be, we would make more money together, right? It seemed like we, you know, it would be simple for us just to do that. Like we're, we're worth more collectively. You know, our value as a community. I'm talking about. You know, blacks the same way, Asians, Mexicans, the Jews the same way they do. Like, we're, we're the only culture that don't do business with one another. 
right? Because when you look at wealth, when you look at our community, you look at, you know, the wealth that is attributed to African-Americans, it's, you know what I'm saying? We don't do business with one another. And it's simply, simply because of that. A lot of people will say, and they'll talk about the term, and they'll say circulating wealth in the community or the dollar circulating in the community. But they really understood how that works. Like, how does the dollar circulate? Now, the only way the dollar circulates is by the exchange of one hand to the next hand to the next hand in the same community. Right. You understand? So it's so, so that's just it doesn't leave out. It's it's blacks and community, whatever community is, whether it's blacks or Asians or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's them doing business with each other. That's why that money stays in the community. So you look at the city of Detroit, it's predominantly black. You know, and it has been for you know quite some time. But when you look at them, and, and, and at one time, I think we had in the Coleman you know, it was probably like a million. Mm-hmm. You know, one time, like because yeah. Coleman ran the city for about twenty years, and the city was doing good. I like I like the Coleman Young administration. Yeah. I shout out to Coleman Young. Yeah, there, yeah, there, there was um, there was a million people. There was over a million people that lived in the city. Now let's think about again, just if a million people and that money just circulating. And it's just staying in the city. You know what I'm saying? And so again, that's how that money grows. And that's how the you know, so again, that's 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 interest, that's compound interest. The money just goes from business to business to business, to person to person to person. And until we get that, unfortunately, we won't have the kind of wealth that other divisions have because that's the design, that's the only way it happens. Right. You know, and like I say, but when we were talking earlier, like I said, you know, that's kind of some things that's Kind of out of our control, yeah. You know, some things that we were birthed into. That is true. That is true. So, what we're gonna do now? We're gonna open up the hotline. So, if you want to go ahead and call in, you know, you got some financial questions for Deidre, you can go ahead and ask them. We're gonna sit here and keep on chopping it up. But if you want to go ahead and call in, hey, the hotline is open. So, you know, go ahead and get your questions in while you can. Because so, <laughs> we only here for hours. <laughs> So get your questions in while you can. You know, me energy over here sitting with DJ Will, we having a conversation about financial gain for the father. You know, and you know, thinking about um, you know, think just thinking about you know different businesses and you know, keeping that money within the city and within the community, it's the I think the same principle will go with you know just keeping money within the family. So if you have a business and I have a business, you know, we should support each other's business. You strong that way, and, and, and you strong that way, and then that's how you, you grow and you elevate. Yeah, you it yeah. so and you know, as, a, as, a, as a let's just say, as, as a black man, we know that, and as a black man and as a black single father, we know that it's always going to be more difficult to kind of go forward with trying to create generational wealth, trying to build a business. Because of you know certain barriers and certain roadblocks that doesn't allow us to go into too far into that passion. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know how again when you talk about systemic, you know, when you talk about like just things that are done strategically, like you know. For without a shadow of a doubt, you know, we have as as particularly the African American community, 
Uh, you kind of have to do us some things. Obviously, that yeah, a lot of other ethnicities have not had to endure. And so, like I said, it's bizarre that you know our finance, our financial literacy, you know, we're kind of catching up to some things, and um, you know, that's unfortunately there's some things that we have to overcome because I mean we can't erase the past and what we've been through now, right? So, and not to give us a pass because a lot of this stuff is information, right? You know, um, but again, I do understand it. Yes. You know, I do understand it. So, you know, my thing is this, you know. Um, and for those that, like we said earlier, it's not going to touch everybody. But right. for those that it actually, you know, that, that it actually do touch, and, you know, for those that it actually do reach, like if I was just, you know, give some keys, like I said, it's just basic things that we would need to know. And like I said, these are just like really, you know, make our finances night and day. And the first thing we talked about like, was the budget. Yes. And the second thing is the credit. Right. Right, because that's that's how much you pay to live. Yeah, yeah. Like the credit is what you pay. That's the cost of the money. Like the cost of money to live on the earth. Yeah. And your credit is how much you pay for. The credit is what they use to determine how much you pay for. Excuse me, can you um move move your mic a little bit closer to your mouth? Here. So I wanted to, I wanted to um so I wanted to I wanted to talk about you know for those that are so what so necessarily what steps. Um, can a person take to kind of get a rein on their financial situation? So we know that there's a budget, okay? Yeah. So we got the budget in place. Now we know it's going to take a level of discipline, okay? So yeah, that's only where the budget works. So you know, what are some more steps you know that could get them to get hold up so they can see the big picture? Because we can put a budget out there mm-hmm. and we can have a discipline, mm-hmm. but you know. It is there is a certain level of difficulty when it comes to staying on there, staying on track, and um, some pride, some uh, surprise situations <laughs> that take hold that kind of deter you from that. So, you know, where are some other stuff that you can put it, a person can put into place to say, you know, I know I have this budget, I know I have this discipline, but what what else is there? What else can I can I do to kind of get hold of this this financial? Yeah, again, it's um, you know, it's obviously gonna take some discipline for sure, but um, you know, you just have to. Uh, it's, it's more just an understanding that it has to be done. You know, okay. you do have to sign up to it. It's a lifestyle, no different if you gonna go to the gym, you gonna commit to the gym, you gonna commit to your health. Like when you're dealing with your finances, it's a lifestyle. It has to happen every single day, regardless if you're in the way, regardless if you're frustrated, regardless if you don't feel like you have to do it. Right, because it constantly gives you perspective. That's what you want. You know, now this is to say if you knew better, you'll do better. You want to be able to look at your financial situation like it's no way in the world that this is <laughs> you know what I'm Yeah, I'm gonna have to do something. I have to make this adjustment. I have to take this out. I'm gonna have to, you know, go and work an additional job or whatever cases. Maybe I have to cut this out for a season. That's what you want. You want perspective and you want to always be in touch with your finances because it'll constantly give you that. You can't look at your finances. And see your finances out of whack, and know that they're out of whack, and just not make adjustments. The average person is going to be like, "Yeah, this ain't going to work." I mean, especially when you're seeing that you're in the red. I'm going to be in the red in the next 14 days or the next 21 days. Right. So you understand. So that's what you want. And then, and like I said, because that will prompt you to do something about your finances. You'll make it make sense. And if you were just to do that and just commit to that, that would be the beginning. And like I said, that would be like night and day. 
And then again, like I said, you have to have the credit have to be to get the credit app, you have to be on point with the credit. Like yeah. I said, because if you have bad credit, it's gonna cost you more than later. It is. It's an impression to have good credit. I, I don't and I don't think a lot of people understand. I don't think people understand. I think people kind of find out late. And I and I would say I was one of them. I didn't find out late how credit actually influenced what I was able to do with my life. So far as where we live. When your children go to school. When, when, your, when your children go to school. <laughs> you know, what you drive. You know, I think as a and, and I'm not gonna say it's the whole culture, but I think that there are individuals that are out there that have learned about credit at at such a late age. And it doesn't mean that you can't fix your credit. You can still fix your credit. It may take a little longer, but it's a lot different when you're 18 and you know about how to take care of your credit, manage your credit, so you can keep a high level um, credit score and able to have low interest rates. Mm-hmm. You know, get a bigger loan for a house. Mm-hmm. You know, have a lesser down payment in some cases. Mm-hmm. All of that is. That credit influences so much of your life. It is it, it's systematic the way it is, yeah. and it influences so much of your life. It, um, I know a lot of people see the commercial world. You know, I can get I can get a new car with a six fifty. Yeah, but you're gonna have 11 percent interest rate. Right. Yeah, you can get a new car. Yeah, you can get a new car without a down payment. But you're gonna have a high interest rate, and your payments are gonna be extremely high. Exactly. So and you're gonna be upside down with car. <laughs> Could be sleeping in the car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you, you know, automatically, you know, you're gonna have you know, back there, and it pretty much comes with a high interest rate. Yeah, you know, like I said, the car is gonna be depreciating in value. Yeah. That's the deal. So you people that's just stuck in stuck in these cars, and that's what you're gonna be in the cycle. But you know, again, I sold cars for eight years. I was a part of that, and that's yeah. kind of why I got out of it. Yeah, you know, because I kind of I, my income went down just consciously. It felt some kind of way about putting people in high car notes to make money. You know? I understand. And so um, when I started, you know, because I, mean, I wasn't helping these people, I was like married to these cars. Like, yeah. I was, yeah, I had no chill. I mean, so I was good at what I did. And so, but when I really realized what I was doing, like, I'm really not helping these people, you know, like I said, like a lot of times these people can't really afford these car notes. You know, they're they juggling and, you know, and so again, it's just a, a bad situation. And so as I started to realize what I was doing, my income started to go down. <laughs> and I, this, really, I really got out of it, you know. He had this awakening. He was like, you know what? I ain't really doing people no justice, man. Yeah, no, I mean, you, I'm, you're not, you know, like I said, it's, it's a car, it's, it's not an asset. It's going to be depreciating. So, let, so let, let's talk about that for a minute. So I know a lot of people feel like if they lease a car, that's more valuable to them than financing the car. You want my take on that? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, leasing versus buying. Leasing versus buying. You know, it's it's, it's really going to boil down to the individual. What the individual wants to do is kind of like you know, women in condos, in houses. You got a lot of women, a lot of people that like condos because mm-hmm. low maintenance. They don't yeah. have to deal with this and deal with that. You know, a lease would be good for someone like that because 
They don't want to deal with maintenance. They want to feel safe. The cars fully warranty for the life of the cars. They yeah. don't drive with. You know, it's, it's it's some certain things that come with that. Okay, you know, you, you know, you don't have to really worry about it. You know, you just take it back to the dealership and they fix it. It's right. a new car. Yeah. It's, it's low maintenance. You know? So again, I mean, you may drive a certain amount of miles to fit that, and that's that's cool. If that's what you want to do, right? The benefit of that is you get the lower payment. Yeah, you you have a new car. Um, the good thing about leases is you can still buy the car if you want to buy the car. If you right. said you like the car and you want to buy the car, and you can negotiate the residual value, the remaining residual value right. on the car. You can negotiate the residual value. Sure. I ain't never heard of my negotiator with the, uh, the residual value. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's everything's negotiable. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> I know. I've heard people say, yeah, I wouldn't take it. I decided to finance it for the value that was remaining on there. Like, okay, we depreciate way less than that. Yeah. You negotiate, like I said, it's up to the bank. But you can definitely negotiate the residual value. And again, if it's something that you want to keep, you just pay it off. If that's what you want to do, you can just pay for that portion of it. And then you got those that don't want any overhead. Right. <laughs> you know, so if you want to finance a car, pay it off, and, and then that's just that. So, so we got a comment. Okay. So comment comes from Jeff No Chaser. <laughs> Jeff No Chaser. Out there sitting on his island. Okay. He says, don't get married or have children, and you can make it in this crazy world. <laughs> talk about finances. We talk about two things that require finances for sure. That, that is definitely true. Because that, so I was talking to a gentleman today, and I was telling him what the average cost of kids were in in, in today's time. Mm-hmm. So the average cost of eighteen thousand dollars a mm-hmm. year, a year, a year is the average cost to take care of a child from like infancy like up to eighteen. And I, I was. Little, I was a little shocked because I know that it has went up, mm-hmm. but when I think about eighteen thousand dollars a year, and I look at my income, I'm like, man, that's eighteen thousand dollars less than I made. Right. <laughs> and, oh, well, and, wow. and you and, and you talk about the bulk of your money is within the first four years of the kid's life because you do have a spouse, either they're not working. Oh, y'all both contributing to daycare, mm-hmm. and we already know daycare is a high cost, mm-hmm. and that's why it's essential, you know, to to have that. Right. Clothes constantly, you know. I, and don't get me wrong; I am happy for people that want to have kids. I just know the fin- the financial the financial aspect of it is very high. But for me, is is very high. You but but everybody else it's all a matter of preference. Yeah. But for me, I just know that the financial aspect of it is just like really high. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to have to go to bed again. Like, you know, they you know they got the luxury strollers, like three hundred and fifty dollars. Like it converts. Like, right. like I don't care about that. That'd be easy for the like, easy for the for the moms or whatever, they could just hit something or whatever and it's it, real simple. And it just know. it just falls apart and I can't never figure them out. Like you know, <laughs> I'm always struggling trying to be like, I don't you know, it's it, dog struggling. They had this new stuff out there. Like, yeah, you got the milk you got the automatic milk warmer. 
one at a time because you're going you're gonna to speak a little bit too fast. Stop taking my note cards. Anyways, this is also huh? <laughs> this is also from Jeff. How can I have good credit and a good wife and live good something? Go. So it looks like Jeff no Trace if I want to be on vacation with that. What was the question? What, what, what was the question? I'm sorry, the grammar is messed up. Hold on. How can I have good credit and okay. good wife and live good, good something gonna be effed up. I can have good credit and a good wife. And what else? And live oh, and live good, something gonna be effed up. And live good because something gonna be effed up. He said, How can I have good credit and a good wife? And a good wife. And he'll live good. And live good. He said, because something gonna be messed up out of out of one of the three, huh? Good credit. I have no idea. <laughs> good credit, a good wife, and a good wife. And and what was the, what was the last part? Live good, like have a good life. And, and live good. Um, I Jeff No Chaser says you don't want to be on vacation today, and you don't want to enjoy the island in the sun. I got I got to ask you. You can have a good wife, and you can have a. You know the, the the good kids, and you can have the the, the good lifestyle, but it's not going to be good all the time. So there's always going to be times where you know one part of that is is going to fall off, and that is and that's the that is the ups and downs of life. Your life is going to be up and down. Sometimes work is not going to be great. Sometimes marriage is not going to be. Sometimes raising your kids is not going to be great. And you have to go through those waves in life in order to appreciate what you have. So you can say, yes, I have a good life. Or you can say, how can I have a good life with good kids and a good lifestyle? It's because you have gone through the waves and the ups and downs to achieve that bliss that you is now because you had to go through, you had to go through storm to get there. So it's not always going to be so topsy-turvy it's like that in the beginning sometimes but it's not like that forever so you're going to have a topsy-turvy so you can appreciate the good times that you look forward to when you get to the future (laughs) (laughs) he just said no my bank be down he said no my bank be down (sighs) anyway (laughs) you better enjoy that vacation in that island so get some soak some sun up for me all right so Unless you got another question or something like that. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it, it, it happens like that in life. You know, it, it's not always going to be good days. You know, you may have a, you may have thirty days of just crisis, and then you may have you know ninety days of greatness. 
it just it just happens like that, but it all evens out. Yeah. It all evens out. All right. So my next question. What are what what essential advice would you give to parents, families who struggle to find a way out of out of this situation? To their parents? Parents and families. Like yeah. Two, two, two. Yeah, you said with people household, two person household. Yeah. I mean, they got a much better shot than the one person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm just saying, you know, you have two people that could, two incomes. Right. You know, so, two credit profiles. Right. You know, so, um, it's, it's, it's a lot to keep it, you can do it's just about, again, the basic stuff, again, the budget mm-hmm. and then your credit. You know, because if you budget it, and I'm managing the income, the two, two incomes that's coming in. Right. Y'all gonna be able to effectively know and see what you need to do. And if the credit is good, then again, like you'll be fine there because you can have access to additional right. you know, funding if you need that. And, and, and the fact that you just have two and then two incomes. So so let me ask you that when we when you look at the credit and when you're married, your credit is one. It's actually yeah. not really. Yeah, no. I mean, you want to keep them separate, you know, because yeah, let me understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because because you have a separate credit profile than your wife, right? Right. So that's two. So you're not one. Okay. You're only one on the accounts that you decide to go join. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. So that makes more sense. Which you really don't want to do. Okay. You know, because again, like, you know, she should have a separate profile, you should have a separate profile. The reason that you don't want to join your profiles together is because if you join on the account and you take a late payment, you say it gets tight or whatever the case is and it gets a little rough financially and you, you have to pay the car note late, but y'all join. You got to take a hit on your credit report and she has to take a hit on her credit report because y'all on the account together. Okay. But if you just, it's like, okay, baby, it's tight. We just need to just, you know, we don't have to sacrifice it. You know, we can't we can't pay it. I mean, you have to sacrifice your credit profile and you have to be late. Right. It only affects you. I mean, you still got a strong credit profile and you guys can still move and do things like that. So that's why you want to keep separate credit uh, credit profiles. You build them separately. Now see, I, I never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. Um because normal so many people that I know, you know, and from some of the conversations that I've seen and had, a lot of people go in as joint when they go ahead and file somebody, they go ahead and buy a house, they're gonna do it jointly with everything. They, you know, yeah, that's fine, you know, for a house, yeah, you know. But I'm just saying, particularly, you know, credit cards are not a good idea because credit cards hurt you in two ways if, if they're late, then you have to take that hit on your credit, yeah. and then if they run their balance up, your balance goes up on your credit profile, so yeah. your scores go down. So, you know, credit cards are not particularly good to, to do that with. You know, like but a house is a major purchase. You know, people do yeah. have different you know, yeah. security reasons and blah blah blah. But I'm just saying, any other kind of people avoid it. But you want to get them settled. Okay. Yeah, and I I completely understand that. Because um, I know when when people were talking to me so far about the credit aspects, you know, I was confused because they were saying like, yeah, you know, you know, when we when get married, you know. Everything becomes one. I'm like, everything becomes one. So I'm losing my whole credit score. <laughs> like, yeah. like where, where does my credit score go? Like, right. I want to keep my credit score. No, nah, like, nah, that that's that, everything don't merge like that. 
But that's well, well that's that's good information. If anybody out there didn't know it, sure, I, I for sure didn't know it. I'm like, damn, she got like a five hundred. Yeah, she about to mess me all up. I'm like, man, I'm about to date somebody with seven fifty or better. I know, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I ain't about to help her get hurt. Her friend ain't about to come up because of mine. Yeah, no, you guys can help each other. I can say, you know, it's a situation where you're helping somebody build their credit, and you know, there's a few ways you can boost the credit scores. You know, just by adding somebody on your credit cards to authorize you. If you go on that temporarily, just so they can get their scores up, maybe they can get through a credit card and get going. That's why right. you know, and then take them back off. You know, but you don't want to stay in a permanent situation. That's why I'm kind of real leery about authorized users because you really don't have no control over the account. So it kind of has a mercy with them. So speaking about that, I know a lot of parents out there, not a lot of parents, but there are some parents out there that are putting their kids on their credit card as authorized users mm-hmm. in order to give them a higher credit score. But even in that mindset, doing that, you gotta be at least more a little bit more financially responsible and disciplined to do that, or you're gonna kind of mess up their their, their credit before you even get going. Exactly. But as long as they're responsible, yeah. it doesn't hurt. Yeah. They can't do anything credit wise until you know, legally they're 18. Right. So, but I mean, if, if they're doing that to give them a boost out of the gate, sure, it's good as long as they're going to be responsible with yeah. it. But once that individual gets established and starts acquiring his own lines and his own trades yeah then he want to remove himself from that authorized user because we have the same principles like you don't want to be in a situation you don't want to be connected to nothing that you don't have no control of like i say god forbid anything happens and that person is late and that person has to use that credit card and run that credit card up and now you have to be affected so the boost is only to get you going and once you get going then you need to Release yourself. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I tried it one time again. I was like, no, I don't want to be no contributor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be I want to be a contributor, but understand that credit like credit cards, um I don't want to call them a necessary evil, but they 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 are they, I know I was trying to use a different term of But credit credit cards are good. In a limited capacity, like in, in an event that you need a credit card for survival, you definitely need to change your ways. Yeah, that's not, not a good situation. Yeah, so that's 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 definitely something to consider if you're going to be out there and you feel like using credit cards is credit cards is only for temporary things. If you can't if you can't maintain a a delicate balance with paying your credit cards off. Because you know, in a society where rotating credit or revolving credit is good, it's also a hindrance if it gets too big and it's no longer revolving. It's it's a mountain of debt that you can't climb out of, <laughs> or you slowly try to climb out of, so to speak. Yeah, it is a necessary evil, man. I mean, it's it's thirty percent of your credit score. <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's 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 it's, it's definitely necessary. But we don't have to get in trouble with credit cards. Like I said, we just have to use them smart. Um, you shouldn't be living off of them, or you know, again, because at that point you don't get in trouble. So your income has to be 
enough. Yeah. To support, you know, whatever. And but they, they are definitely a great compliment. Just be aware, they will give you credit cards just because. Yeah. Like they'll send you that real quick. As a matter of fact, I remember when I was 18, they used to just send you the credit card to use. Like, here you go, just activate it. Now they send you like a little paper card, like, hey, you want to activate <laughs> card? Right. If you want to activate this card, yeah. call this number so we go ahead and get you set up. Beware the credit card traps. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you gotta have them. And again, if there's a your credit score, you know, as long as it's the single, you know, besides late payments, you know, late payments, you gotta score close to 100 points. Seriously? Yeah, if it's one late payments. They create high credit card balances and drop your scores over 100 points. I've seen it drop somebody's scores 200 points. They had no late payments on the credit report at all, but they had tons of credit card debt. You know, that was just maxed out. And so, you know, again, that being 30% of the credit score, you don't have to use the credit card. You know? Yeah. But again, a lot of people don't know that once you get a credit card, they think that you have to use the credit card or not the credit card to report positive payment history on your credit report. And you don't. You know, so if you, if you get a credit card and you never use that credit card for six months, then on your credit report, you will see set six consecutive payments for six months, even though you never even use the credit card. You know, I am learning so much today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I'm going like, to use the credit card. You know, you only want to use the credit card for the purpose of them not closing it. Yeah. But you'll have to use the credit card in order to establish payment history on your credit report. No, I, I, I'm I utterly speechless at that information right there. Hell yeah. So you, you, let's just recap really quick. You can get a credit card. Mm-hmm. Don't have to don't have to purchase nothing whatsoever. No. And it will it, it will show positive payments. Correct. Correct. If you had that card for six months and you never use it, it's gonna show six consecutive payments in your credit card. That is wild. Yeah. So you don't have I, to use it. I'm floored. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But again, because a lot of people think that now you're accumulating this debt on your credit report, and then they tell you that you need to keep keep it below thirty percent or keep it below twenty percent. But even in that, like you want to pay your credit cards off to zero. Yeah, like you want to yeah. clear it out because you know thirty percent. You actually want to keep the twenty percent of the loan. The lower, the better. The lower you. The balance. Right. And what I'm saying, the lower I'm talking about the balance on your credit card. The lower that balance is, the higher your credit score is going. And you don't want to try to keep 20, 30% of credit card balance on your credit card just because you're trying to follow a rule that says, y'all keep it at 20% because you're still paying interest on that 20%. Exactly. You know, so if you want to zero out your credit cards every time you can, anytime that you can zero out your credit card balance, you're going to pay them off. And that's when your score is going to be the highest. And again, you're not paying more for. The purchase exactly. So, DJ, now one more thing. Um, is there any is there any last thing you want to say? You know, to anybody that's out there that you know may have had probably had to call in or anything with your comment out there. But is there any last you know words of advice that you want to give any of the fathers or the people out there that want to repair themselves, repair their financial situation? Um, you know, get the help of a, of, 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 of of an expert. Get the help of someone that's an expert in the field right you know, i really want to try to figure out everything by yourself you know, you know try to figure out everything by yourself um you don't have to um it's like i said it's a solution for every financial 
situation. So right. again, that's what I would do. You know, try to educate myself as much as possible. Like I said, we read a lot of things. You spend a lot of time on social media when you look at, you know, like I was talking about the budget and tracking, you know, your money and where it goes. It's the same thing for time. If you, you know, like the calendar is the calendar is the time, but the budget is to your finances. Right. You know, so again, just tracking the time that we spend, we can find time. You know, when you look at, you know, we've been on social media just two hours, three hours, just to yeah. spend 15 minutes, like educating yourself financially. Right. You know, even if it's 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, just spending some time every day. She said, let me just pick up something and just let me educate myself financially. It's going to save you a ton of money in the future down the road. Like, again, the more that you learn, and like I said, it don't have to be no whole lot of time that you spend, but just committing to even like 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day. Just someone's going to pick up from your article and just see. You know, educate myself financially. I agree. You know, just doing that right there because information, like we perish for a lack of knowledge. And so it's just information. A lot of things that they would do and seek out an expert and they have to pay money for it, they can do it themselves. It's just educate themselves. So that's what I would just say apply themselves to knowledge you know, and um, financial knowledge. You know, yeah. Custom yeah. time back on TV, sports, social media, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Just spend a little time doing that. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Well, look, DJ, thank you for coming on to the show, man. Spitting this yeah, financial man. game. Appreciate you. you know, man, for sure, man. I, I'm glad you showed. <laughs> <laughs> this is this information was well needed, especially for um everybody that's out there. You know, whether you're a father, your mother, you know, if you're just trying to get your financial situation together, this information was definitely for you. Okay, I'm your host, MNG. Make sure you like, subscribe. Make sure you go ahead and. You, know, you comment on the video, share the video. You know, there's maybe somebody out there still trying to figure it out, and this video is for them. So don't don't get keep the video. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't get keep the video. Hey, make sure y'all go ahead and check out some of our other videos, and we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all in the next recording. Peace.